I often find it difficult creating for myself. When it comes to creating for others, trust me, I have a million and one ideas that I am willing to execute for them. Perhaps that's because I was a social media manager, but that was my thought. However, when I had a conversation with other creatives, I realized I was not alone as so many other people expressed the same thing I did. So I put out a post and I said, does any creative struggle to create content for themselves? I often find it easier to create for my easier to create for my clients than for my own personal projects. It's like my emotions get in the way. And the responses I got were amazing. That led to the conversation we're about to do today. Someone said, I have been on this journey designing my personal website since last year. It's been tough, but I have worked on so many other projects. I am ashamed to say this, but it is what it is. This was said by Prince Tosi on Instagram. And uh, Amina said, let me also add that I realize that we tend to seek perfection when making personal content and the inability to complete any content and also the need to keep adding to touch up there and then. It's the cost of the creative, say Jamila. This happens when you attach yourself to the outcome of the post. The pressure to make it work and create the desired results is higher. Like Kamisha mentioned, to get through this, you need to shift your focus to those who need your content. And let's hear what Kamisha had to say. She said this, the biggest thing I realized for myself is that there are always these days, always this nagging notion in the back of my mind about how others would feel, perceive, or judge my content. And I'll let you know how she got over this at the end of the day. And um, for like I said, somehow you have to realize that it's not about you, it's about impact. Tolu also says this, it's true. I guess we are more judgmental of ourselves than we are with others. And all these are much more conversations I've had in my inbox with other creators. And this specific episode, the creative course, how to break free from perfectionism and self-doubt was based on a conversation I had with a friend, um, Coach Bolu. And I want you to join in in this conversation. I want us to make this as interactive as possible. So welcome to the Steadfast Creative Podcast. And I'll be right back after this break to give you my thoughts on the topic, the creative course, and tell you how you can break free from perfectionism and self-doubt. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the Steadfast Creative Podcast. My name is DK Jonah and I am your host. Today, I'll be having a conversation on a topic that um, I feel most creatives need to have, but we keep pushing aside. And the Steadfast Creative Podcast was created to ensure that we have conversations that would help us not just create content that the world will see, but also live a life that is content, live a life that is fulfilled and be the best version of ourselves inside out so that's the reason we have this podcast and um a lot has changed since i started to do this episode one thing that changed was the topic i had all the topics i wanted but i decided to make a new turn and look at what conversations creatives need to have and one major conversation was on the creative course 
this episode actually started as emotional attachment to your content or to what you do. So if you write emotional attachment to your writing, to your book, if you paint emotional attachment to your hat or your craft, if you sing, whatever you do, why are we emotionally attached that we struggle to let the world see the great things that we've created, especially when we enjoy doing what we do? So what then is the creative course if we've changed it to the creative course? And it's simply a term that is used to describe the difficulties that many creative individuals face when it comes to producing their own work. Quite simple. It's, and it manifests in different ways, self-doubt, procrastination, a fear of failure, and it leads to a lack of productivity, lack of progress, and most creatives to the outside world, they are stagnant. Additionally, like I said before, it's about the emotional attachment that creatives have to their work. And as a creative, I'll tell you the story about myself and how I was or I am still emotionally attached to work that I struggled to even release 90% of the videos that I have created over the past three years. I've created so many videos, but I realized that I just don't want to share it with the world for one reason or the other. It is a struggle that I go through and many people go through. And it's about producing meaningful and impactful content. We want to create content that matters. We want to create content that connects people and helps people. But sometimes we're not helping ourselves when we want to do it perfectly. So I'm not saying that we're not going to hold ourselves to a standard of excellence. Rather, perfectionism is different. Perfectionism and self-doubt are common challenges that most creative people face. And it could lead to a constant need for refinement, polishing. The work is never done. Like with my book, No Gragra, I have five versions. Now, anytime I just want to make a change, I'm changing it and I feel it's not good enough. So if you have a version and I uploaded the version, updated the version on um, Amazon, that was an updated version. Even the ones I printed in Nigeria, they are different. So I keep updating and changing and I've made more changes. But there's something I did that I will share at the end of the day that would help you and it has helped me tremendously. I mentioned earlier that it could lead to procrastination and fear of starting or even completing a project. I remember when I was going to Reconcilers Radio, I had like a list of podcasts. I already had like six to 10 podcast ideas waiting for me to take to, to record. So I bought my mic in 2016, no, 2014 or so, and I didn't start recording till 2016, thereabout. Then I stopped. And I've picked it up. And what has prevented me from creating consistently is procrastination, perfectionism, and self-doubt. Now, you may wonder, DK, you sound confident. You sound like you have everything together. So why are you saying you dealt with procrastination and self-doubt? I want us to have conversations based on real things creatives are going through. And then think of solutions. We've done a lot of talking. It's high time we think of solutions that can help us get the results that bring that fulfillment and satisfaction that we need. And also, especially if we are monetizing our gifts, helps us monetize these gifts so that we do not get into that um, region where we are just angry we're upset, our creativity becomes a burden. How do we ensure that the creative gifts we have do not become a burden to us and to the people around us? What else does it do? Sometimes for some people, it's a lack of confidence and a fear of taking risk or sharing their work with others. However, I must say this, 
both perfectionism and self-doubt can hold back creatives professionally by stifling their creativity, limiting their potentials, and actually, you know what? causing them to miss out on opportunities. Now, in the digital world, most people are getting recognized because of the work that they've done. People see their work and they reach out to them. People have gone to my DM and saying, oh, you reviewed an app. I love the way you reviewed it. And then come to my DM to say, DK, can you review this for me? If I did more of that, I would get more recognition. I would get more opportunities. But I wasn't doing more of that. Why wasn't I doing it? And having had conversations with different creatives, I will be sharing different reasons people give for procrastinating and how perfectionism has helped them. As we mentioned, perfectionism is not just about doing things perfectly. It's about every single thing being perfect. There was a time in order for me to record the weather is good. If I don't start my day that morning in a good way, I'm not going to record. If I don't have every single thing makeup and every single thing ready, I am not going to record. If I don't have the right camera, I cannot record. I then realized that the tools are just tools. The creative is you and you make these tools better when you use them. So you our life is not totally dependent on the tools. So what happens with procrastination and um, perfectionism and self-doubt? Let's talk about the fear of failure. Perfectionism. And the reason I laughed is because sometimes people have a fear of failure. People have a fear of success. However, let's talk, start with failure. Perfectionism and self-doubt can make a creative professional afraid to take risks or try new things out out of fear that they will meet their own high standards or they would fail. So sometimes your fear of failure is based on past experience, other people being dragged for certain things. You do not want to put yourself out there. You're struggling to get your message out there because you feel that people are going to see it as a wrong perspective and you will become you will go viral for the wrong reason so that's the reason fear of failure and i will say fear of going viral for the wrong reasons fear of success what comes with success also the attention some people can't deal with their attention they can't deal with the fame they can't deal with going viral so that fear also prevents them from creating procrastination the pressure to be perfect can cause a creative potential to put off starting a project or to avoid making a decision leading to missed deadlines and lost opportunities. That's true. Procrastination makes you not to create your rate card. So you miss opportunities when someone says, oh, I need your media file and you don't know where anything is because you've procrastinated. Fear of failure, we've talked about that. You're putting off projects that you should have started today. You say tomorrow, you say later. I always say this when it comes to procrastination because that's one thing I I have tried to master. And it's this, later is not a date. If you want to do something, put a date and time on your calendar and get it done. Never say later. What else could happen when you uh, miss out on opportunities or you procrastinate or you're dealing with perfectionism and self-doubt? Funny enough, people burn out. They burn out completely. There's a constant striving for perfectionism. It could be exhausting and lead to burnout. And you're like, you are not doing anything. So why are you burnt out? That thinking, that processing of thoughts over the emphasis on doing things perfectly prevents you from functioning properly. And to me, burnout is real. I have experienced it as someone that has chronic fatigue syndrome. I am tired all the time, so I have to pace myself. But I've seen people just say, you know what, I'm not doing again. I am done. They are burnt out. They have the great ideas and you're wondering, 
Why are you not able to create, but you actually love what you do? Burnout should be a conversation. I think that's going to be a topic dealing with burnout and overcoming burnout. How do you prevent it? That's going to be a topic on its own. I hope I remember that. What else happens? Reduced innovation. Focusing too much on perfectionism can limit a creative professional's ability to innovate and come up with new ideas. I always say I think on Canva. When I'm thinking of something, I go on Canva and I just start playing around with things and I get the design that I want. But what I've realized is when I'm trying to do it perfectly, I'm unable to do it at all. I'm stifled. I am allowing self-doubt and perfectionism prevents me from even doing something as a simple design that I would have been able to do in the past. Because someone said, oh, your last design, this wasn't straight. And that can now affect my ability to innovate and create. Overall, perfectionism and self that can limit a professional's potential and hold them back from achieving their goals. It's important to find a balance in everything we do. That's the most vital thing. We have to find a balance between striving for excellence and accepting imperfection in order to stay motivated and creative. Sorry about the notification. I thought I had done notification off, but we ride on. Now, now that we've talked about self-doubt and perfectionism, because the topic for today is simply this, the creative course, how to break free from perfectionism and self-doubt. What are we going to talk about today? Number one, we're going to be recognizing the challenges negative self-talk and limiting beliefs can have on you. We'll also be setting realistic expectations that mistakes are part of the creative process. We'll go further to show you how to prioritize progress over progress, uh, perfection. And it's about embracing imperfection as part of the creative journey. The way I started creating on Canva is different from the way I am creating today because I embraced imperfection. I wasn't afraid to allow my designs go out there and just kept putting it out and trying. And I evolved and my creative gifts also evolved. Practicing self-care and mindfulness and developing a growth mindset, embracing challenges as opportunities and not running away from it so that's what this podcast is going to talk about and when we come back we're going to be talking about understanding the creative course let's see the origins where did it come from and how can we break free from this it's quite a lot it's going to be a long episode so i will say stay tuned <laughs> and when we come back we'll have this conversation i remain your host dk jonah and you're still listening to the steadfast creative podcast thank you very much welcome back to the steadfast creative podcast my name is dk jonah and today we're discussing the creative course and we're looking at how perfectionism and doubt cripple the creative so what is the creative course and where did it originate from its origins are kind of multifaceted and complex however when we talk about creatives, this is about people I'm referring to. I'm referring to storytellers, artists, writers, musicians, and all other types of creative professionals. So this is not limited to influencers, content creators, podcasters, but generally those will pour their hearts and souls into the things that they create. And as a result, they can become deeply invested in the outcome. There's an emotional attachment that we have to what we do. And there's a feeling that we just don't want to let go. I mentioned earlier that if you look into my drive, you're going to find a million and one videos that I am now using as B-roll that I have recorded in the past. 
And I just never shared them with the world. One reason or the other, I held on to them. I was emotionally attached to them. I would say, oh, my eyebrows are not looking good yet. Oh, my wig is a bit crooked. The content is good, but I don't like the way my hair was looking. I always gave different excuses, but I'm emotionally attached to these content. And I'm not the only one that goes through that. There's an emotional attachment that can feel like perfectionism and self-doubt, which ultimately holds us back from releasing content and realizing our full potential why did i say it feels makes you not to realize your full potential it's quite simple when you create or you use something you get better at it i'll use myself as an example i call myself an accidental designer when i started designing on canva in 2014 my first designs were kind of out of this world but i was excited and i kept improving and doing and by doing i figured out how to create and how not to create now if i had been stuck on that first design there is no way i would have been able to design my book by myself and help other people create amazing flyers for their weddings i've done a couple of wedding ivs and stuff so i am an accidental designer i design by emotions i design by my connection and i just moved things around i got better by doing in some cases the creative cost could be rooted in your childhood it could be rooted in the experiences you've had as an african as a nigerian as a named day girl there's this as a military child i saw where to covenant university there's this expectation of excellence that is that is placed on us and these can be placed on us by teachers parents comparison with cousins with people around you especially if you grew up in a military environment everyone knows everybody as a result some people not just me have internalized the belief that their worth is tied to their accomplishment which can lead to a fear of failure and an overwhelming pressure to succeed trust me it's true before i never saw myself as a creative I have all I was the only art student in my family. Every other person was in the sciences and I wasn't that great at maths. I always say, um, I got better at maths because my dad made me take further maths classes. And I remember in GS2, I had been trying to study for hours and hours and hours. And it was just one topic. So every other person was outside playing. I was forcing myself to study. And it was Pythagoras theorem. And my dad came in, I had no idea he was watching, and he said, What's the problem? My response was, is it not this stupid Pythagoras? And he taught me what it was. And I was surprised. I was like, is it that easy? And I did not realize that my inability to grasp mass and other things like my siblings had affected and impacted me negatively. And some people don't realize what their story is. So you can take a, close your eyes and think back. When you, how was your childhood? When in your childhood did you get that pressure placed on you you may not be african you may not be nigerian but there's this pressure there's something that may have prevented you from achieving the results you wanted to achieve and has placed this demand on you to always be perfect and i'm sure there are other people that have this case and if you have this case just tweet at me dk underscore jonah and i will respond if you want to send me a voice message i should put on the podcast please do that that'll be fun all right what apart from internalized belief that myself what is tied to my accomplishment what else can affect me i said i was going to give a little bit of my story but i'll do that later in the day other factors that can contribute to the creative curse include societal pressure 
cultural expectations as, as well as the nature of creative process itself. The creative process can be unpredictable and sometimes chaotic, which can be challenging for individuals who strive, who thrive on a structural process or who strive within a structure or strive, thrive, who thrive when they have a process to go through. I'm someone that sometimes I can be flexible. There are times I want to do things certain ways, but I've realized that order is needed. So many people cannot thrive where there is no order. And in the knowledge economy, what drives us sometimes is chaos sometimes is the unpredictability everybody is moving to an app here again an app is about to be banned they banned twitter in nigeria they're about to ban tiktok in america and your india has banned tiktok before you're wondering what's going on so there is so much chaos in the knowledge economy that it affects us it impacts us sometimes we are not able to plan you've planned the content you want to do for a quarter for instagram and instagram after thunder finished firing them they came to tell you that they want you to do videos okay i will go back to the way we're speaking Instagram changes the algorithm and tells you that they prefer videos. And you know, creating videos takes a lot more from you. You are an introvert. You don't want to show your face. There are so many things putting pressure on you as a creative. And if you do not find your way of dealing with it, it's going to make you procrastinate, have the self-doubt, and perfectionism could ruin you. Other For other people, it could vary. It varies from person to person. However, once you understand the underlining factors that make you a perfectionist, that make you unable to share your work, that make you have this emotional attachment to what you do, once you find out what it is, it's the beginning of an amazing journey for you. Because what we're going to do on this podcast is help you get over it and find a way. It's not enough to be self-aware. So I'm self-aware that I have an emotional attachment to my content. That's the first step. I always say there is self-awareness, there is self-acceptance. Then I have accepted, okay, as an introvert, I struggle to show my videos. As someone that may have ADHD, I struggle to keep eye contact with on my lens. I'm always looking elsewhere, so I don't like showing my videos. I have accepted that this is who I am. Then there's self-action. What actions am I going to take? And that's what we'll be discussing on this podcast to see if we, it's not enough to say, oh, there's a creative course. And so is there a solution to it? I'm sure we'll be able to come up with one. However, but do you know this? The creative course is different from individual to individual. For an introvert, the creative course is different for me. For an extrovert, it could be completely different for you. Everyone looks at the creative cost from a different perspective. And we need to know this. We should not be looking for it, um, the emotional attachment, in the same way in Mr. A that will send it to Mr. B. Everyone is different. The creative cost can manifest in several ways in creative professionals. One of the most common ways is through self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Someone once told me that imposter syndrome is only when you're good. When you're good, that's when you have imposter syndrome. However, many creators struggle with the feeling that like they are not good enough or their work is not worthy of recognition. This can lead to a fear of putting their work out into the world or even starting a new project. So you've completed a project and the world loves it and now you're supposed to start a new project and you start nothing. You are blank. You are staring. Some people call it writer's block. Different people call it different things. 
But what exactly it is? Perfectionism is another way the creative cause can manifest. How's that you may be asking? Creative professionals can often hold themselves to impossible standards, leading to an endless circle of self-criticism and (laughs) self-doubt. And funny enough, this can result in the fear of making mistakes or taking risks, which can stifle creativity and lead to a lack of innovation in their work. And it's surprising because you think people that are great at something should be able to do it with ease, but even the best singers will tell you that they have stage fright. But when we're talking of this period now, it's not just, it goes beyond stage fright. It's like having stage fright 24-7 that you don't go on stage. You refuse to let the spotlight come on you. You refuse to let the spotlight even come on your work, even if you know your work will impact people positively. And we've talked about burnout. How does it manifest in people? For some people, it's burnout and mental health issues as a result of the creative cause. The pressure to constantly produce new and innovative work coupled with the fear of failure can take a toll on their mental health and emotional well-being. This can lead to anxiety, depression, and even physical health challenges. Uh, I, can't, I think it's Vanessa, so a creative that I admire, She just pulled the plug on her program recently and she said she's done. She's making close to six to eight figures in dollars and she's doing an amazing job. But she had burnt out completely and she wants to streamline what she does. There are many people that are going through this, but few of them fail to express it properly. All right. So I mentioned earlier that I was going to share my own experience and how my journey has been. And I think I'm going to do that after the next break. But stay tuned to the Steadfast Creative Podcast and we'll be right back. And the conversation is still on the creative course, but I would love to hear from you. The Steadfast Creative Podcast is by creatives for creatives and it's to help creatives overcome the challenges that they have in order for them to create content or create what they're creating on their own terms. It helps them create time to create. That's why we talk about productivity tips. And we're going to share, I think next episode is on a productivity tip that I know I'm excited about. We'll be able to help you create on your own terms. Till then, I'll be back in a couple of seconds. Thank you. I remain DK Jonah. All right. I'm back. Hi, it's DK Jonah, and we're still listening to the Steadfast Creative Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for episode one on the Creatives Course. Now, I mentioned earlier that I had a podcast, I started and I stopped, and it was because of the Creative Course, but I wanted to do everything perfectly. I wanted to have a studio. I even got as far as renting an office space to go and record and get things done. But I still wasn't consistent and frequent with the content I was creating. And as I mentioned earlier, that's because of the creatives' inability to let go of their work. I was emotionally attached to what I was doing. And when I first started my podcast, I found myself constantly recording, but never actually releasing any episodes. The truth is, I was waiting for the perfect time. 
trying to come up with a perfect script, afraid of what people would think, afraid of what people would say. And I had like six podcast ideas that I wanted to work on. The first one was Lessons from Ease and Our Stories. That one was a Christian podcast. Then there was Create with Words, which evolved to Amplify the Gospel, which I will soon start recording again. Then I had Introvert's Guide to Content Creation. And that was supposed to be called the Anti-Social Media Managers podcast. And so many other ideas and projects that have come and gone. But one thing I have always done was I was consistently learning, although I wasn't sharing with the world what I was doing. But the best period I have had was when I let go of perfectionism and started a podcast, a radio show in hours. So I went in, had a conversation with Reverend Vincent, so rest in peace. And we had a good conversation on podcasts. He gave me an opportunity. I started a podcast in minutes. What I realized then and yeah and then is which is something that I want to take on is that I learned by doing. I had to understand my learning style. I had to understand that if I don't work on it almost immediately, it's not going to stay. When I realized that I was holding myself back, I was procrastinating. I had allowed self-doubt. I wasn't hitting record. I would get my makeup done some days professionally and I just wouldn't be able to record because of fear of what people would say. I remember the first time I recorded, I was looking down to read. That video is still available. I may put it up. And I was looking down to read. One thing I have realized is when I do things afraid, no matter, even if I fail, I was always doing it well. And I just kept going at it. I was afraid of uncertainty. Lola and I had this conversation when we kept saying, there's this uncertainty that is holding us. And we couldn't allow ourselves go then. This was back in 2016. And that conversation is still available on my YouTube channel. But the conversation made me realize that Number one, I wasn't alone. So speaking up about what I was going through did help. Number two, I had to start doing something, which is why I continued with the radio show, although I stopped. And I released my first few episodes of the Introvert's Guide to Content Creation, Isolate and Be Still, and other things. But I'm proud of what I accomplished because I did not allow perfectionism and self-doubt come my way. However... That wasn't the end of the story. It was just the beginning. I always say that it started with the scripture unto the knowledge of the glory of the Lord takes over the earth as water covers the sea. That was my first blog. If you find it, kudos to you. And if I had stopped there, I wouldn't be where I am. It evolved later to create with words, which was a collaborative blog. And now that um, went to amplify the gospel. And now we've got the steadfast creative. There was an evolution that only happened when I took steps. And having realized that, I realized that perfectionism itself does not is, is not supposed to hinder creativity. And sometimes we don't realize that creativity and perfectionism are opposite to each other. While creativity is about exploration and experimentation, taking risk, Perfectionism is about being rigid and with standards, with strict rules and the fear of failure. I remember when filming, I'll be like, oh, I'm out of frame. I don't have three-point lighting. My lighting is not good. My makeup is looking bad. I, I always had excuses. However, when I let go and allowed myself to be creative, I realized this. In the creative process, perfectionism sometimes holds us back, causing us, especially me, to be self-critical, second-guess yourselves, and ultimately, it does something. It paralyzes our ability to create. 
take this down. Perfectionism paralyzes my ability to create. I'll repeat that for those at the back. Perfectionism, what does it do? It paralyzes your ability to create. However, let's say this. We've talked about perfectionism. And I'm sure you're wondering, oh, we need, are you saying we shouldn't do things well? No, do it to the best of your ability. However, it is important to note that not all perfectionism is negative. In fact, surprisingly, there's a form of perfectionism called adaptive perfectionism. Have you ever, ever heard of that? And this actually is beneficial in the creative process. Adaptive perfectionism is about setting high standards while also being flexible, resilient, and willing to adapt when things don't go as planned. And that's the truth. You need to strike a balance between striving for excellence and being kind to yourself when things don't turn out as you hoped. This means letting go of the fear of failure and embracing the process of creating, even if it means making mistakes along the way. And that was the change I needed. Even if it meant making mistakes, even if it meant falling flat on my face, I would know I did my best to the best of my ability. And there's a strategy for overcoming perfectionism in the creative process. And it's simply this, is to process, focus on the process rather than the outcome. I know that may seem counterproductive, but just focus. Focus on what's in front of you and do it at that point in time. By the time you shift your focus from the end result of the journey of creating, oh, at the end of the day, I want to have a book. You can embrace the imperfections and actually enjoy the act of creating. I say, as I always say, be childlike when you are creating, but know that, okay, if you had gone back to your childhood and you had something to create and you could still be a child, but still have your adult abilities, some of them, you will be carefree, you'll be free, you would explore, you will paint, you will scatter everywhere, you will do jaga jaga, but most of us want to color in the line all the time and make everything perfect, and we are not even creating anything. Imperfections are part of creativity. I'll repeat that. Imperfections are part of creativity. And it's also about setting realistic goals. I know I've got a couple of episodes on my old show about goal setting and the importance of goal setting. But we're talking about setting realistic goals and deadlines. And this gives you the freedom to make mistakes or the flexibility to make mistakes. However, you should do something else. You should get feedback and support from others that can help you to alleviate the pressure of perfectionism. Remember, when I was talking about my book, No Gragra, I mentioned that when I was struggling, I had to go to someone. So I have a community of friends. I have a couple of creatives that I create with consistently. And I went to one of them and I just simply told her the truth. I'm stuck. She went through the book with me and she's like, okay, this seems repetitive. This seems this, this seems this. I was able to receive the feedback. And I noticed that when she was giving me the feedback, I took it as the criticism I needed on my project, not me. One thing that makes most creatives feel is when someone gives you feedback and they're not in support of what you've done, you see it as an attack on your character. Why don't you just see it as an opinion that has been expressed regarding the project or not about your person? Set realistic goals and deadlines. Make appointments with yourself and keep those appointments. It's not enough to have deadlines. Most of us have given ourselves, oh, we're doing something for 90 days and we do it for five days and abandon it. Are you more concerned about what others think that you will be 
consistently letting yourself down. As creatives, we are more concerned with the outside world, but we forget that every time we do not do what we said we would do, we a part of us gets lost. A part of us is upset. A part of us is saying, I, you don't see yourself as important enough. You keep an appointment with yourself. You make an appointment with yourself and you keep that appointment. You say, I will journal daily and you do it. I would have a meeting with myself every week and you have that meeting. Not just because no one, everybody will know, but because even if no one knows that you didn't make that meeting, you know that you missed it. Creatives, we need to talk to ourselves. The relationship between perfectionism and creativity is a delicate balance. It's important, very vital, very vital, very crucial, very important that we recognize the negative effect of perfectionism while also embracing the positive aspects of striving for excellence. It's when we find the healthy balance between these two that we can unleash our creative potential and produce work that is both meaningful, impactful, and fulfilling. And then we were able to say, okay, even if I'm burnt out, I have a strategy for getting back. The truth is, perfectionism can hinder your creativity and it will actually lead to burnout because it brings self-doubt and fear, what we've said so many times. It prevents you from taking risks. It keeps you going in circles and circles and circles and not achieving anything. There's a lack of innovation and reluctance to explore new ideas. Additionally, it could lead to a circle of overwork overload and burnout you are overworked you're stressed you're doing so much and you're doing nothing you're busy being busy you are everywhere but nowhere when striving for perfection individuals may set impossible high standards for themselves you may work long hours to achieve them and this could lead to exhaustion stress and ultimately burnout the truth is it could actually and this is shocking are you ready it could actually still for collaboration and communication. Let that sink in. It could stifle collaboration and communication. I'm someone that is um, all about collaboration above competition. And I think that's a conversation we're going to have. So we've said two topics, collaboration versus co competition and burnout. So two new topics that we've added to our list. So, Perfectionism can stifle collaboration and communication. When in individuals are too focused on their own vision for perfectionism, they may struggle to work effectively with others or accept feedback or criticism. And that's the truth is you can, it will lead to missed opportunities and a lack of growth. Overall, while striving for excellence and producing high quality work is vital, perfectionism can have negative consequences on creativity and overall well-being. We've talked about balance. You need to find a balance. It's about finding that balance that can help you be the best version of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Create, create, create. But create time for yourself to even enjoy what you've created. Perfectionism could lead to burnout. And burnout is not just, I'm exhausted. It's overwhelming. You are unable to think. You have brain fogs. You are just completely unable to function and that's not what we want we want you to thrive we want you to function we want you to flourish we want you to grow and when i say we i mean the team and i hi everyone <laughs> so how do we overcome perfectionism hmm. number one 
be honest with yourself. I always say have an honest conversation with yourself. If you're a perfectionist, accept it, embrace it. You, remember we said there's self-awareness, there's self-acceptance, and there's self-action. You may be aware that you're a perfectionist, but you have not accepted it. Recognizing perfectionism is not necessarily for success. No, you have to recognize that in your heart and accept it. It can actually hold you back from creating or achieving your goals. It could lead to procrastination, self-doubt, and burnout, as we said. You need to understand this. Perfectionism is not necessary for success. It's not necessary. But you need to let go of being perfect and focus on what really matters. And that means you have to define what really matters to you. Another way to overcome perfectionism is setting realistic expectations for yourself. Yes, set goals, but they should be realistic. Set realistic expectations that you can achieve. Have a meeting with yourself. Do that consistently. Understand that your goals are good. Challenge yourself. But it's quite important that you set them within reach so you don't set them too high or set yourself up for failure. Have small wins when it comes to your goals. Enjoy the process. Another thing I will say is embrace mistakes and failures. I'm sure my dad is like, what do you mean by embrace mistakes and failures? Anyway, instead of fearing making mistakes, what I have realized is I've embraced mistakes and failures. If I make a mistake, I will learn from it and I won't make that mistake again. I see them as an opportunity for me to grow and learn. I love growing. I love learning. I love being able to look at a situation and see what I learned from it. Mistakes are a natural part of the creative process. Sometimes some mistakes have led to greater work. And that's the truth. They can lead to unexpected innovation and solutions. And that makes it amazing. So don't just be afraid of making mistakes. Say, if I make a mistake, that's it. I made a mistake. That doesn't make me wrong. The way you speak to yourself is another way you overcome perfectionism. Most of us speak to ourselves in a way that is negative. And if the way we speak to ourselves, we won't speak to someone else like that. You need to be kinder to yourself. And practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness. Show a little loving kindness to yourself and compassion. Avoid negative self-talk. Instead of being overcritical of yourself, acknowledge your accomplishments and celebrate your progress. If you don't celebrate your small wins, no one will. Break tasks into smaller steps instead of overwhelming yourself with a big doubting project. Break it down into smaller, more manageable tasks. And that's true. I talk about paths. That's projects. P is for projects. T is for task. It's part of something that I, I talk about. And I say the projects and the tasks are different. The tasks are part of the project. So I now divide projects into what I call mini projects, midi projects, and maxi projects. So you need to find a way to define your own projects and tasks. And if you do this, you know that, okay, certain tasks take you five seconds. Certain things you need to monotask. Certain things you can multitask. Certain things take you three hours. You need to know how long each project takes you. Focus on progress, not perfection. Instead of striving for perfection, focus on making progress, incremental improvement, and celebrate small victories. I was given the freedom to celebrate small victories, and that's the way I have lived my life for the past um, five years and that's been the best thing that I did I was able to learn small grow slow but also grow in depth and that's what I want for you get feedback from others it is difficult to get on the audit and someone tells you 
what you've been working on for five hours just doesn't make sense to them. It makes sense to you because there's a way someone else will perceive what you're doing and to them it's just not it's just not working out. Don't be offended when you get feedback. Seek feedback from people that love you, your mentors. Be part of a mastermind. I think one day I'm going to have the girls on my mastermind all come and we will have an episode together. And enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Because it helps you identify areas for improvement and provide validation for your success. When I succeed, my friends are happy. When things don't go away, they are there to comfort me. They are there to lead me the right way. Collaboration over competition any day, anytime. Some of us are in the same industry, but we found out that together we work better. So where there's no unhealthy rivalry, because when you are competing with others, you fulfill to put the target on yourself. I'm in competition with myself. I know what others are doing in my industry, but I'm not trying to imitate them because the way DK Journal works is different from every other person. And that's why this podcast is not going to be edited. It's going to be raw, unfiltered, and exactly how it is. So we're going to talk about self-doubt and creativity next. Don't go away. Thank you. <laughs> welcome back to the steadfast creative podcast and on this conversation has been centered around what we've called the creatives cost we've talked in depth about perfectionism but the podcast topic also mentioned something called self-doubt so let's talk a little bit about self-doubt Self-doubt is a common issue that many people face, many creative professionals face it. And remember, we say creatives are not just influencers, content creators. They are people in any industry that create anything that is that is shared with the world. It can have a significant impact on their work. And what we're going to discuss is the relationship between self-doubt and creativity and how to recognize and address it immediately. Because we've talked about perfectionism. I don't want us to just mention these things. I want us to know how to address them, the impact of self-doubt on creativity. Number one, self-doubt can be a major obstacle to creativity. It can prevent you from taking risks, trying new things, pursuing your passions. It can also lead to procrastination, self-sabotage, yes, and burnout. By understanding the impact of self-doubt, what we could do is this. We can address it and move forward in our creative endeavors. So how do you recognize and address it? How do you know that, ah, this is self-doubt. How do you address it? So let's talk a little bit about that. So what I'm doing is I'm live on TikTok and recording. Number one, you should understand that it could include negative self-talk, feelings of inadequacy, a fear of failure or rejection. Once you identify these feelings, what you could do is challenge them and reframe our way of thinking. But you first of all have to remember what I said, be self-aware that, oh, I am having this negative self-talk. The way I talk to myself is actually injuring my growth. And sometimes you could seek support from friends, you could seek support from colleagues, or you could just start on your own to reframe this thought by practicing self-compassion and kindness. And one thing I will say is do not try to overcome self-doubt in a perfectionist way where you want it to go overnight. I think there's something that you have to do that it has to be consistent and frequent. So you are retraining your mind. And one way people do it is through positive affirmations. But are there strategies for 
building confidence and self-esteem. Yes, they are. One way to overcome self-doubt is to build confidence and self-esteem. I remember once, and this thing, someone else, or sitting someone that had a plastic surgery, I can't remember who it was, and the conversation went to, she has no self-esteem. That's why she did it. I, and my response was, okay, she has no self-esteem. And so, I've accepted her. She has accepted she has no self-esteem. What do you want to do about it? We are quick to point out to people that they have no self-esteem. But now that you've told them they have low self-esteem, is there anything they can do about it? Are you thinking of a way to get out of it? Or are you just going to keep on pointing fingers? It's about building confidence and self-esteem. Is it possible to build confidence? Is confidence something that you have or you don't have? But sometimes you start small. I am pro start small set realistic goals as we've said celebrate your small successes and develop a growth mindset a growth mindset is not a mindset that you would have overnight but it's a mindset that sees the possibilities in every single thing that sees everything as a learning process is about having self-compassion some practices i would recommend will be meditation prayers exercise journaling journaling and expressing yourself and not repressing exactly how you feel is one way to deal with it overall addressing self-doubt is an ongoing process don't expect it to go overnight it requires you being very 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 patient with yourself because you have to persevere there has to be that self-awareness because if you don't do it it's just going to stay there so someone says you don't like sharing your podcast because you have low self-esteem and you tell yourself they said i have low self-esteem okay you have low self-esteem so what is there a way to get out of it yes there is it's about building self-confidence so i have never had confidence okay let's accept the fact that you think you've never had confidence but is there a way for you to build yourself up these are simple things that we can answer on paper we shouldn't leave the responses to others, but we should have that self-therapy with ourselves, have that self-talk with ourselves, have that conversation with ourselves, and see how we can improve the way we get things done. So you can break free from the creative course and unlock your full potential, which is what I want you to do. So what do you do? Recognizing self-doubt in the creative process is simple, but sometimes not easy. It is challenging. It's simple but challenging. Sometimes the simplest things are the most difficult to do. Something like waking up early and journaling or practicing what Miracle Morning suggests. They're simple but difficult. We all know we should go to the gym, but we don't. Some signs of self-talk, um, self-doubt include negative self-talk, procrastination, perfectionism, imposter syndrome. To address self-doubt, practice self-compassion, as I said earlier. Focus on the process, not on the outcome. Instead of worrying about whether your work is good enough or whether you have low self-esteem, focus on the joy and satisfaction of creating something. Enjoy every single process. Enjoy the process. Take small steps. Break your projects into tasks that are manageable. We're saying the same thing for self-doubt and perfectionism, but we separated them so you will understand that everything has to do with you taking intentional steps regularly focusing on the process not just on the outcome enjoying the process sometimes when you have kids you're like oh i can't wait for them to grow up when you start a project you'll be like i can't wait till i get listed in the stock exchange glory be to god 
but you you forget that the process you are to can also be enjoyed how do you celebrate and how do you build self-confidence we've talked about self-confidence and self-esteem is it possible to build self-confidence and self-esteem yes you have to surround yourself with positive influences. You have to be careful of the company you keep. You have to read books that would help you. You have to read your Bible. You have to read things that would help you improve the way you do things. You should not allow yourself to remain in the same position you are. You need to have a growth mindset. You need to practice self-care. Challenge your negative self-talk. So when those negative thoughts come, you practice your uh, positive self-talk. Rachel calls them affirmations. Grateful Rachel is always talking about affirmations, the power of affirmations, how you see yourself. It's about the way you speak about yourself daily. Have your own personal affirmation that you say up by yourself. I may share mine with you. Should I? Maybe I will. But have something that you say about yourself consistently and regularly it's not about just um acknowledging the fact that you have a low self-esteem but it's about thinking of ways you can build yourself up and starting gradually it's about learning and growing learning and growing continuous learning and these are the few things that i believe will help you to break away from self-doubt so i'm going to stop recording now i shouldn't have said that i have to re-record this whole part welcome back so we've talked a lot about the growth mindset and i'll just mention a few things because they may overlap with self-doubt and perfectionism how to overcome them but having a growth mindset is about embracing challenges rather than avoiding challenges or giving up when things get difficult what i want you to do is this why don't you embrace these challenges why don't you approach it with a positive attitude and see them as opportunities to learn and grow remember we've talked about learning and growing as creatives earlier on and this is what i mean personally from my own experience i learn and grow by doing if i am not doing and i'm just thinking and planning and not executing i'm not growing but by the time i execute i learn how to do things and not to do this and that's the best way to do we've talked a lot about practicing self-compassion and i think be kind to yourself treat yourself well take care of yourself Talk to yourself in a positive way. Do not only look at what you can do. Do not focus on your weaknesses. Focus on your strengths. What are you good at? What is something you truly enjoy? What will your friends say about you? Those are positive things that you can think about. Learn from feedback. Yes, you have to learn from feedback. It's not enough to get feedback from people and then not take action, but you need to learn from feedback and learn from feedback consistently. And we can embrace criticism as an opportunity to learn and grow, learn and grow again, and use it as a guide for your future efforts. Don't see the fact that you've made a mistake that makes that think that makes you a failure. Rather, see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. And to me, that's the best way to look at this. We've talked about this. We've said it in the past. There are t-shirts everywhere. We should have our own swag bag that says this. Focus on progress, not perfection. Rather than striving for perfection, focus on making progress and celebrating your successes all along the way. Embracing a growth mindset by recognizing your ability makes you develop 
some perseverance that is needed in this creative industry because the creative industry, the knowledge economy, the competition is high. And I think one thing that would help you, and I'm serious about this and I will mention it, is that you should stay curious. Stay curious. Cultivate a sense of curiosity (laughs) and a desire to learn. Stay open to new ideas. Stay open to new experiences and embrace challenges. In episode three, we're going to be talking about creating a third space for yourself, a third place for yourself, a place where you can not think about creating, but just relax and be yourself. We've talked about setting realistic goals and surrounding yourself with positivity a little bit, but I'll go into more about surrounding yourself with positivity. Intentionally build a community of people that inspire you to be better. Seek out positive role models, whether it's their videos, their content, mentors, peers who support your growth mindset and encourage you to learn and improve. Being a community of people that are committed to growing. Avoid negative self-talk and instead focus on your strengths and accomplishments. I'm not saying neglect your weaknesses. However, when you focus on your strengths and accomplishments, what happens is this. You would have the ability to grow. You would have the ability to be the best version of yourself. And you position yourself for greatness. Surround yourself with positivity. Even on social media, somebody said something once that you are an average of the three people that you surround yourself with. And I say an average of the accounts that you surround yourself with. If you go to your For You page and look at the content that has been created for you, that's different. But the ones that you've taken your finger to follow, are they people that will influence you positively? Will they create content that is uplifting? Content that will remind you of who you are and where you are going and not content that will be focused on negative self-talk. That's it. One thing I mentioned that I think this is going to be my longest episode is about building resilience and perseverance through creative challenges. I think this is something all creatives need to do. We need to build resilience and perseverance. And this is not something that happens overnight. It's something that shows up when we show up. It's about the frequency of where we show up. Someone said once that frequency and consistency are different. Consistency is the pattern which you show up, the symbols and every single thing you use. Frequently is how often you show up. How often are you showing up for yourself? Showing up for yourself is not just posting on social media. So showing up for yourself could be planning to take a break. Taking a break, not pushing yourself too hard so you don't burn out. Take breaks when you need and engage in activities that help you recharge, refresh your creativity. It's about setting realistic goals. Break down your creating project into smaller achievable tasks. I keep saying this. And set realistic timelines for completion. Rather, sorry. Have LD competition rivalries. Do not have unhealthy competition rivalries. Ensure you surround yourself with people that mean the best for you. Stay flexible. Yes, baby. Stay flexible. Be open to trying new things and experimenting with different approaches. Embrace uncertainty, ambiguity, and view it as an opportunity for growth and learning. And I will say something. When I started Create with Words and unto Knowledge of the Glory of the Lord, I never knew to become what it is today, the steadfast creative. But it was ambiguous. It was just vague. It was just an idea that I started. Start. Show up. Be consistent and reframe failure for yourself. Instead of viewing failure as a sign of inadequacy, 
try to reframe it as an opportunity to learn and grow. I've used about what learn and grow so many times. I'm sure you're wondering, why is she so passionate about learning and growing? Because the only way to grow and improve is by doing. And as you're doing, you're learning. You don't just want to be going, 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 going without direction. You want to be able to pause and reflect and restart. Embrace the challenges and setbacks as a part of the creative process and use them as a chance to improve your skills. My skills were not this good, especially when it came to public speaking. I've always said I'm an introverted introvert. But by speaking consistently, I can say that I have improved the way I speak. I have learned how to speak. I have learned that I don't need to be the loudest in the room to be heard. I just need to know that I have a voice and my voice matters. That did not happen overnight. Perhaps one day I will sit down and do an episode that will talk about my creative journey. I'm not sure. Probably the last episode will be about my creative journey. You can't do this alone, please. As creatives, don't do this alone. Cultivate a support system. At the Steadfast Creative, we are building a community. And the community is about helping people stay on track, helping people stay accountable, helping people do what they need to do. And that community, I'll tell you more details about it later. But join the community. Send me a DM if you want to join. We will help you. See, we've talked about these tips. But practice these tips. Take notes and reflect on your notes. Practice these tips. You can build resilience and develop the ability to persevere through creative challenges, even in the face of perfectionism and self-doubt. What we've done in this episode is simple. We've discussed the creative course and how perfectionism can help self-doubt to grow. We've talked about how perfectionism can hold you back. We've explored the origins of the courses, the emotional attachments we have to our creative work, where we just don't want to share our work. We've discussed how it manifests in creative professionals and shared strategies for overcoming perfectionism and self-doubt. We've also discussed the impact of self-doubt on creativity, funny enough. But one thing we did was we shared tips for how to build self-confidence and self-esteem. The thing that we highlighted for me, that I would like to highlight for me, is breaking free from perfectionism and self-doubt. It's about cultivating a growth mindset. It means embracing challenges, learning from failures, persisting through difficulties, and additionally, as we discussed, the benefits of having an information management system. And that's the topic for next week, funny enough. Next week, I won't just be talking about how to be creative. I'll be talking about how you can use the information you have, the details you have to create content. One reason people don't share their work is that they don't know where their work is. They do not have an information management system that makes it easy for them to retrieve work when they need it. They do not know where the files they've recorded are and they've lost every single thing. They do not have a process for researching and putting things in place. And that's where an information management system comes in, otherwise called the second brain. And that's the conversation for next episode. But we'll be exploring much more. We'll be building a second brain. I'll show you an example. And the plan is to help you organize and manage your ideas. You have creative ideas. You have your research. You have your inspiration. But we want them to help you work more effectively. And that's exactly what we're going to do in the next episode. I want to thank you for listening to me today. Yes, 
I know it was a long one, but I hope it was impactful. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm going to see you next week, Tuesday, as we discuss the second brain, how to build one, how to build your information management system. So you go from chaos to creativity, because if the truth is said, some of you's information management system is chaotic. Some of you don't even know that you need one. So how do you unless the power of information management to become more creative so you share your work with ease that's what the topic is going to be on so i want to say thank you for listening and i remain your host dk jonah join me next week tuesday for another episode of the steadfast creative and i hope you have gained one or two things and i'm sure you have so what i want you to do is follow us on social media it's the steadfast creative podcast on instagram and my name is dk jonah so you can follow me on instagram dk jonah or on twitter dk underscore jonah until we meet next time thank you cheers bye (music) 